Have you ever wondered how a narcissist reacts when faced with rejection? When you start pushing back on them and you're like, nope, I don't want this anymore. Maybe you saw the rage or the black eyes or how much they responded to the fact when you started to reject them. Maybe you got to the place where you said, I'm blocking you. I'm ghosting you. Like this isn't happening anymore. We're not communicating. And you saw how much they lashed out or how they responded in really a negative way. And so we're going to dive in and break down some of the pieces of a narcissist and rejection, the different pieces and patterns that we see around this topic. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the seven-day challenge for $7 that's found at escapetoxicity.com. There you can start to understand, am I a narcissist? Is he a narcissist? Like, what about my abuse that I did? Is that reactive abuse? What does that actually look like? Just to get clarity of where you are and start to understand how we teach and the plan moving forward in your healing, your growth, your change, and your development. When we talk through this piece of rejection, I want to be really clear of, of kind of where we're talking about and what we're oscillating back and forth on. You have narcissistic personality disorder that the underlying fear, the underlying thing that they're trying to avoid, the defense mechanism that's built on is shame avoidance. How do I avoid shame at all costs of the incongruency of the mask that I build versus what's underneath? Then a close neighbor to that inside the cluster B categories in the DSM-5 is borderline personality disorder, which goes under the aspect of the main fear and defense mechanism that comes from that is abandonment, okay, of being afraid of being abandoned of all those different aspects it's going to look like, but that's one of the biggest pieces under there. Now, you have narcissism with shame underneath as like when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like I normally describe as the raging river compelling a lot of the actions under narcissism. Then you have borderline and the raging river underneath that is abandonment. How these two are actually connected, I would phrase as being through the stream of rejection of where it can be very similar of that rejection brings about shame and that rejection brings about abandonment. So some of this, you might be like, this sounds a little bit, it could be either way. Yes, because a lot of it, I think, crosses over when we talk through the aspect of rejection. But we're mainly going to be looking at narcissism. So when we talk through the aspect of narcissism, you need to understand first and foremost that narcissists have a fragile ego, period. Like we don't have a very strong ego. It's, it's, it just seems like we do. Okay. So for a narcissist, it seems like, wow, this person is amazing. Or this person like knows and they have so much confidence. A lot of it is a facade. A lot of it is a mask that has been built to protect them from who they actually are inside. Okay, that's still, that's not a, what was the narcissism just saying, hey, that's where it came from. Rejection then poses this significant threat to the narcissist self-image. You see, if I'm so amazing and you reject me, then, oh, what's wrong with me? It can't be wrong with me. It has to be something wrong with you. But there's an opportunity of like, oh, something might be wrong. Something might not look good to other people because we were together for so many years and now you've left me. Now I look like the bad person. Now I have to put it of like, you rejected me. Now I'm the victim. 
Like it has to go back around to the narcissist. This whole aspect of rejection ends up being a threat to their self-image, a threat to the superiority. Like the ego can't tolerate this form of criticism, can't tolerate perceived rejection, can't tolerate actual rejection. And when you reject the narcissist, a narcissist may experience what's known as narcissistic injury. Now, side note, because I believe sometimes people have this a little bit more skewed than what they actually believe. When you reject a narcissist, this isn't something that is always going to cause a narcissistic injury. You're like, yeah, I told him no today. I don't really believe a lot of that is narcissistic injury. Uh, a lot of it can be perceived as that. And a lot of people think like, oh, I told him, so therefore this happened. When in reality, a lot of times the narcissist doesn't care as much. Now, do they care? You said no, 100%. Did it cause an injury to make them spiral out? A lot of times, not really. It's just like you went up against my uh, my authority, so therefore I don't like it anymore. Like, let me let me give you all hell to pay so because of what you did. But not necessarily narcissistic injury. Narcissistic injury of me would be more of these intense emotional reactions that oftentimes would come from exposure, uh, that oftentimes would come from like completely exposing to everybody all at the same time so they have nowhere actually to stand. This is where narcissists will have a narcissistic collapse, will kind of spiral out. Uh, just sometimes people talk about like narcissistic injury of like, I said no and that gave him an injury. I'm like, not really, because he doesn't connect the same way as you do about those feelings, about those emotions. Okay, so side note, random. Think, think of it this way. You get to a place where you're like, okay, I'm going to end this relationship with a narcissist. And all of a sudden he lashes back out with anger, with blame, with manipulation, with gaslighting, like trying to make you believe that you're at fault for the relationship. Like you're the one that's at fault for breaking you guys up. You're the one at fault for doing all these things. Okay, because the whole idea is like it has to be on you. It can't be on the narcissist. It has to be on you. Okay, if it's on the narcissist, then that reveals the guilt and the shame, all the things that they want to hide from. So it has to be someone else's fault. Now, one... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The other pieces with rejection is moving into devaluation and discard. Like, you just rejected me, I'm going to switch from this idea of idealizing you to devaluing you. Like you just did something that I didn't like. You just did something that pushed me away. You just did something that rejected me. So therefore, that pedestal you've been sitting on that I built for such a long period of time and the love bombing is getting taken away. It's gone. You can't get any more. There's no way you can get back on upon it. It's gone. Okay, so then they start to belittle you, devalue, put you down. And you start to think like, oh, like what did I do wrong? Well, you didn't do anything wrong. You probably held them accountable or you tried to get free, whatever it might be. It's like, I have to do whatever I can to protect the ego. And if I do that by bringing you down lower, then I feel better about myself. We see this with guys who, with women who produce more, who make more money, who run businesses. They try to bring them down so they feel better about themselves. Like if that's you, you're like, hey, I can run a business really well, but I feel like I can't make a single decision. And your confidence is shot. That's why we help work with people to help them get back to that state by getting rid of the, the emotional bond, the trauma bond, the rumination, the triggers, the limiting beliefs that get placed upon them from the relationship that sideline them from the business that they currently run. 
So you're going to have a narcissist that belittles the values and puts you down of like what I need to do. Okay, I need to bring you down. If I can't do that to the right extent or to the extent where the narcissist feels better, then boom, you're gone. Got to be able to get rid of you. All right. They think of it this way. You've communicated, hey, I need some space. I need some time to myself. Like we're together 24-7. I need to be able to have friends. Like I need to be able to connect. How do you respond? You might have responded of devaluing you calling you names, asserting that you're insignificant without him, like that that you need him, that I, that I thought you loved me, all these different pieces, okay? Or it could be, sure, go ahead, that's amazing. And then you get the silent treatment for a couple of days. And you're like, was that because of this? Did I do something wrong? And it starts to make you doubt. The whole goal is like to make you doubt your reality so the narcissist can control and manipulate and manufacture their own reality that you have to be a part of. So then you move into the piece of seeking alternate sources of supply, okay? You reject me, I'm gonna put you down, I'm gonna get rid of you, and I'm also gonna find someone else, okay? Oftentimes this is where you see the cheating happen. You see the narcissist that's already doing this even before this, but you see the cheating happen here of like, let me seek out other people as quick as I can so that it bolsters my ego. This is why a lot of times narcissists run really well in the workplace because the workplace, they only see a certain version of the narcissist. So like, I'm just going to go to work because at work, people respect me. Well, the reason they respect you is because you're not an abusive asshole at work. Okay, you're just that way at home. So there's a difference because someone's actually seen behind your mask and you don't like it. So therefore, you have to make sure that you belittle her, that you put her down. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like this could involve narcissists like trying to find other sources of ego. This could be like finding new romantic partners. It could be attention seeking behaviors. It could be surrounding themselves with people who just provide validation when when they crave it, when they're like, this is what I want and people give it. Okay, much like a workplace environment. So you're gonna see different pieces of this. Like, let me just get whatever I can from whoever, however I do it, okay? Then you sometimes you'll have the last piece I wanna touch on just really quick is just manipulation and also hoovering of like, you rejected me, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hoover you back into the relationship so that I can reject you. We've seen this happen multiple, multiple times. When you leave a narcissist, sometimes the main goal for them is just to get back with you so that they have a chance to be able to rewrite the story, to get a story that seems better in their mind than the actual truth and the facts of the situation that you left because of how they were showing up abusive. So they do whatever I can. Let me get away from this. Let me change the narrative so that I look good. But the whole idea is like to try to suck you back into the relationship to try to get you stuck to then go through the whole process of getting back into control over you or rejecting you at the same time. So I want you to think of this as a narcissist does not handle rejection well at all. But this is also why it's essential for as you move forward to you get to the place where you go no contact. Because any level below that, when you reject, is typically going to get hoovered, manipulated, gaslit, all different. These things we talked about are going to come back at you. Because the narcissist wants to preserve his image. How he looks to the world is more important than how you feel about it. 
than the things that you're struggling with. It's more important that he looks like a good person no matter what. So he's going to do whatever he can to look that way over and over and over again. Hopefully this is making sense, just breaking through and understanding the piece of rejection. If you want more help with this, you can go to rawmotivations.com. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, we'd love to have you jump into our Escape Toxicity Challenge. Go to escapetoxicity.com today. It's short. It's a seven-day challenge for $7 that helps get you started understanding narcissistic abuse, reactive abuse, the guilt and shame of being with a narcissist. Like, was it was it you? Do you have narcissistic traits? What does that look like? All those things we discuss and also put you in the same room with other people who are going through the same questions at the same time.